<clears throat> this Halloween, if you want to summon the ghost of American freedom and prosperity future, go in the bathroom and say, goods and services, in front of the mirror three times fast. And if you want to summon the ghost of American prosperity past, say, I wish to buy a house on a single earner's income, three times fast. No, that's not freedom, but it was something, I guess. Better than what the ghost of American freedom present has to offer. Fuck that ghost. Hello and welcome to Free Day Broadcast. Today we've got a short and quick episode for the Halloween special this year. Alright, enjoy. From an article, The Great Resignation Goes Global. In the United States, the phenomenon dubbed as the Great Resignation seems to be picking up speed. A record 4.3 million U.S. workers quit their jobs in August, according to the new data from the Labor Department, a figure that expands to 20 million if measured back to April. Many of these resignations took place in the retail and hospitality sectors, with employees opting out of difficult, low-wage jobs. But the quitting spans a broad spectrum of the American workforce, as the toll of the pandemic and the torturous path to recovery keeps fueling what Atlantic writer Derek Thompson has described as a centrifugal moment in American economic history. Capitalists don't seem to know what's good for themselves, or the economy, or society. I mean this quite literally. And I mean especially American capitalists, but not only them. Think about universal education, school at all levels. What if the tax dollars simply paid for all of it? That would be amazing for the economy. So many skills and improved abilities. So many trained workers. It's true there would be less debt slaves. But so many debt slaves, while it chains workers to their current employer in the short term, destroys the worker and capitalism in the long term. And ultimately the capitalist, too. See, that's what I mean. Universal education would be amazing for the economy and society, even if that system of education wasn't so great as education could be, like it is right now, not so great. But still, if everyone could just do it for free, as in publicly funded and not worrying about who can pay for access and when, that would probably make capitalism last a lot longer and be a lot stronger and more stable. Yet look, the capitalists decry it, and they lobby against it, and they waste no time running propaganda to discredit and discourage it. The answer why they do this almost always boils down to the capitalists primarily being concerned with, or even only concerned with, their immediate profits and individual bank accounts, because that's what capitalism is. The utmost importance of survival of the business in simply the next term, maximizing profits in that short term and everything else is a distant secondary, because otherwise the enterprise goes under, and the individual cannot be mega wealthy one day like they're promised. Healthcare, universal healthcare, same, see above, universal education, would actually strengthen capitalism and, of course, society. It's true that in the short term, in the narrow focus, if we had universal healthcare, that people wouldn't be ransomed to their current employer due to threat of losing healthcare if they quit or lose their current job. And this would be an immediate blow to the power of the individual employer in the short term. But overall, a universal healthcare system would be good for capitalism. Because workers would be happier and healthier, and capitalism depends on workers. It depends on workers being happy enough and healthy enough and productive as much as possible. And you can't be so productive if you're not happy enough and healthy enough. Infrastructure. 
Same. An amazing high-speed public rail system, just as an example, and beyond, would help capitalism and the capitalists so much. But they don't do it, and often act like an amazing public transit system would be a bad thing, because it came from public funds, and that goes against the ideology. And of course, the big capitalists are interested in more individualized solutions, like so that they themselves can get to the next big corporate conference. You know, the capitalists in China have understood this, and around the world as well, but China is a good example. They've spent so much money and time developing a massive, high-speed, and efficient transit system in the last several decades because they realize it is good for the economy and the country in general. At least the capitalists understand some things in some places. Housing. Universal housing. Same. It would create a lot of happier and fitter and more productive workers if rent was low and or simply not a thing. You know, landlords are simply an unnecessary housing middleman. And if people could just be housed freely and or easily, and happily and joyfully even, and in fantastic places, not rundown stuff, man, think of all the happier people, the more productive people, and the spending consumers, all the epic goods and services, sir, that a well-funded safety net, social service, public welfare capitalism could create and maintain. But the capitalists fight the things that will save them. And they fight the things that would make the world a better place more generally. They will fight it to the death because they're dumb as balls. And they can't even act in their own best interest beyond the immediate bottom line and shortest term future. Well, fine. Then let them fight capitalism by being capitalists. By not letting it be better. They're destroying their own system. Nice. What's the quote? In capitalism lies many contradictions and stuff in the seeds of its own destruction. And the other quote. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. I'm more innovative than Elon Musk, and you might be too. We simply did not get an emerald mine inheritance from our family, which would allow us to eventually start a billion-dollar company and make rocket ships and other cheesy shit. Built on the backs of previous research and the workers of the company, who you can then take credit for their work. Holy shit, and now Elon's suddenly the richest guy in the whole world? When did that happen? Goddamn. How did he make like $100 billion in a week? Stupid economy. Fucking pandemic made this guy $100 billion or whatever. Yeah, so if you didn't know, Elon Musk's family owned an emerald mine where emerald slaves dug for emeralds. The chaos emeralds, you might say, for Elon Musk's family. And now he's the richest guy on earth, using the inheritance to get where he is today, just like all super rich people do. All of them. Every single one of them. And rockets already existed, asshole. Elon didn't make the company's rockets either, of course. It's just his name on the ship private rocket companies with fake innovators' names on them, riding off the coattails of NASA, who did all the rocket research and experimentation decades ago, also the Soviet space program and all those government programs in World War II as well, and beyond and before. That's what capitalism is. Privatize the profits and take individual credit, socialize the losses, and fuck them workers and everyone else who contributed. 
all for the supercapitalist to claim the mantle, the American dream at its finest. Now you can be pretend Iron Man. And have you noticed lately how there are actually very few legitimate and significant innovations in the past several decades? Why is that? Because things are more capitalisty than ever, and capitalism is not really a very innovative system, in fact. Not in a major way, just in a minor, really mostly annoying way. I actually think the most innovative thing about capitalism is probably the shitty, lying ads all the time, the advertisements. When there are innovations, you see, it's usually one of the guys working for a wage, or a salary, which is like a yearly wage. Or the big idea came from some group of people who are not capitalists, and they, not the capitalists, came up with the cool idea, and then sold the patent to the capitalists, who then put their name on it and claimed the rights to it. And maybe, maybe, in the end, it turns into a useful product or service, but I think at least as often it does not, and probably more often it turns into something shitty. Because the capitalists cannot do much that is actually more than simply a short-term money-making gimmick. And can we get some high-speed trains? You super rich asshole dipshits, do you know how long that technology has existed? And you won't do that? And through political influence, you won't allow us to. Fuck you, sir. So we have to leave it to the rest of us. We have to do this ourselves, because the self-proclaimed innovators won't. The innovation rhetoric, you know, it's just a sales tactic. An advertisement, like everything in the capitalist, super-capitalist economy. Capitalists typically aren't very creative people, remember, they just want to mainly make money. And you clearly don't need to be creative for that. In fact, creativity and ingenuity seem to get more in the way of making money than being good for it. And the capitalists are not really bringing much creative and useful stuff into reality. You know, that's what innovation is or something. So let's build some goddamn trains already. Some 21st century trains like the other countries with their lack of innovators in comparison to America, supposedly. But they've already seemed to have done and quickly are doing the high-speed trains. Well... One thing the capitalists in the other countries at least get right, or at the very least, seem to allow the public to do, without stopping them. Well, we could do it. People are capable. We're just held back by the jobs that exist, the jobs that are supplied to us, shoved down our throats, like the bullshit that's good for us and we need it, forced upon us by the job creators, as they have been propagandically dubbed the billionaire and mega-millionaire dipshits who are messing around for the sake of their own egos, the job creators. They're all in a race to become the next Elon, the next Gates, the next Bezos, the next real-life superhero or supervillain. Except I'm sure they suck at fighting and are not actually that brilliant and they don't have real superpowers and no dedication to justice. And we, as the rest of society, need to work our jobs. So, because of that, we can't do the things that are actually better in society. Because we're busy with the bullshit and the fake-ass innovations. And if we got what we actually wanted, you know... According to capitalist economics, supply and demand and all, things are made because that's just what people want, right? In the market. All pretty much bullshit. The market clearly is not just what we want, whatever consumers want. If we actually got what we actually demanded, as in supply and demand, things would be a whole lot different than they are. And instead of sending Jeff Bezos to space in the rocket with Elon's name on it, if things were really as the people wanted, then at least we'd make some goddamn trains. High-speed, comfortable, cool-ass trains that connect the country and everywhere, the cities and between them, and the trains would be the innovative future we really need right now. And that would just be the start, because it's the human spirit, first supported and then unconstrained by the job creators, that is the real ingenious innovator. And if we really got what we wanted, then why is it not on the ballot 
to make the epic network of high-speed, comfortable, cool-ass trains first, and then, also on the ballot, if this were a real democracy, would be the question of whether we want to tie up the super-rich, fake-ass innovators to the tracks. Because I think, at least as a prank, or maybe just in some fiction novel, today's free market might vote or even pay for that. Capitalist nightmares. People not dependent on wage labor anymore. People not having to work bullshit jobs for the boss every day. People having the necessities of life. People having free stuff. People not having to pay rent to the Lord for buildings that already exist and that the landlord certainly didn't build themselves and barely maintains. Capitalists are scared of the government not protecting their property. They're scared of not having the biggest government program. And what's terrifying to the capitalists is people being actually free. Because if people were free, that would necessarily mean that people didn't have to work for the boss or pay rent to the Lord to live. Capitalists would not like an intelligent and ethical population. Capitalists do not want critical thinking and people who are good at it. Capitalists do not actually like creativity or people who are very creative, because then people could just figure out how to get out of the bad, unfree situation that we're in and make something better and not work for the capitalists directly or have to pay a monthly penance to them, the landlord, the housing capitalist, anymore. Capitalists do not like when people communicate and cooperate very well. Because remember, most people in capitalism are the working class, the dispossessed, and always have been. And the working people and the dispossessed don't want to be dependent on the boss for wages or the landlord for housing. Of course, who would who wants to be free? Then people would start to provide food and housing and other necessities and wants and needs for ourselves and the people around us. And people would not be dependent on the capitalists anymore. do not want a much better world. They want this one, but to be on top of it and to keep profiting so they can buy bigger stuff and more stuff and be praised as fake superheroes or edgy supervillains or anti-heroes. And last but not least, capitalists don't want you to dance in a circle holding hands with people who are different than you around a rainbow. Not when it's time to go to work anyways. Only in your free time that you barely have because of capitalism. Anyways, happy Halloween.